Hello everyone, before the podcast starts, don't, don't get worried, I know that the music hasn't started yet and this usually means serious things are afoot. No, it's not serious. No, it is serious. This is serious disclaimer. We are about to, um, well, you. You were, we're about to tell you before we recorded this, you were about to listen to us talking about what was great about 2020 and Corrie and our predictions for 2021. Disclaimer, disclaimer is that we recorded this on Tuesday evening and even since then some of the things that we made predictions about have you know, spiralled off in different directions. We talk about whether Johnny's going to get sent down or anything. And obviously now he has now been sent know. down. So, um, yeah, just in case you're wondering why are they why making we... predictions about <laughs> things that can't possibly happen because of other things that have happened so far this week. It's we because... We recorded it on Tuesday. We Yeah, we're not good at predictions. Anyway, it's, <laughs> a, great, it's a great episode. Uh, uh, enjoy yeah. it. Uh, yeah, enjoy. See you. Here's the music. <laughs> Hello everybody and welcome to the bonus episode for 452 of Conversation Street and this is the 2020 Year in Review where we look back at some of the highlights and lowlights and midway lights of the past year on Corrie and for the podcast and we also take a little look into that crystal ball or is it maybe tea leaves is more appropriate for Coronation Street and uh, make our predictions for 2021. I am Michael. I'm Gemma. And Happy New Year to you all again. I know we said it at the beginning of last week's podcast, but you can never say Happy New Year too much. So, hope you all enjoyed the Conversation Street Awards last weekend. I hope that some of you winners won, the ones that you voted for, and uh, you enjoyed some of our special guest appearances and some of the winners as well. Yeah, that was very, very cool exciting. What a great thing to happen. And usually, that's the podcast where we also do our rundown of the year, the predictions and everything. But it felt like it was just going to go on and on and on, so we thought we would split it off into a, its own separate week. And, mm-hmm. and this is what you're listening to right now. Did so, you know? Oh, I knew. They did, did as they well. Did, they right. Did. So. We'll, we'll, we'll start off with um, general thoughts on 2020 then, Gemma. And I think, <laughs> I mean, Corrie and non-Corrie, the lockdown was probably pretty tough on what people thought of when they uh, reflect back on the year. So... Now it's. I was gonna. I was gonna say now it's all over, but of course we are. What are you talking now further, about? Now that the. It's not over by initial. Long shot. Uh, okay, now that we are whatever fraction of the way through it, what are your kind of reflections on how Curry dealt with it, or has been, or oh. is dealing with the whole general lockdown coronavirus, yeah. managing it kind of situation? Well, that's a weird. That's a thing to throw at me, isn't it? Well, how do I think they cope with it? I think they did a pretty good job, to be honest. I mean, it was it was they it the only to... soap that kept on going. Uh, I don't know about that, but they certainly no, didn't no, actually end up going off air, no. which is funny because they had gone off air at other points during their run, and I think people forget that that happened. Yeah, um, not very often. I mean, strikes. It's and not things. been a continuous run of Coronation Street the entire sixty years. No, there have been little gaps because of various things, usually strikes. Um, but Coronation Street managed to continue to put out regular scheduled programming during a pandemic, and that is um, a testament to um, to them. Also, the fact the testament to the fact they have six episodes a week. <laughs> And the fact that they filmed so far in advance yeah. as well, because they're like eight weeks in advance. They had plenty going for them, didn't they? Yeah, they did. Um, they, they they had a lot of advantages that they used to good effect. And when they came back down, back out of it, you know, they've worked pretty hard to 
keep um, it all, you know, running fairly smoothly. We, we'll never really know, I don't think, what the true casualties of this are or if we do it will take a long time for it to come out you know what actually were the plans mm. and things because i guess something they got to keep close to their chest and you don't you know you don't want to say anything that might upset people or um, yeah definitely some, some stories some got pushed back some got must yeah, have been dropped some people's private but... personal health things as well are none of our concern to discuss you know why isn't so and so in the show why isn't so and so in the show i don't want to go down that route because it's I think it's a bit intrusive. Yeah, I mean, for for some of the actors that were in the over, was it over 70s category, I think? Was it over 60s? I can't remember. Never ask a woman which category she's in. <laughs> she, yeah, th- that was obviously why they, they had to stay away for a while, so we didn't other see people, very much of Rita or Evelyn for a while. But there you know, some other, other people have and... spoken about why isn't this actor in the show at the moment? They must have a, a health condition. You don't know why they're not mm. in it. They, they could be living with somebody who's shielding, yeah, yeah, exactly. you, you know... But I, I I agree. I think that looking back on it, it was managed pretty pretty well to be honest. Staying on air was was great, and um, the cut down to three episodes a week. Some of them, some people really enjoyed that. Some people were left gagging for more. But at the end of the really day, it was it was because three. of that that they were able to keep going until you know July when um, they were seen filming. Yeah, when they resume, resume filming in, in June, July time and then were able to ramp back up to, to the six episodes again. It was, you know, for, personally quite nice to to go down to three just for, you know... Well, for the workload. For the workload for the, for the podcast, podcast, that's all really. It was quite a relaxing time hmm. and it, you know... But I'm it not. Gave us a lot of spare time that we. Yeah, but I'm that. I'm not feeling now like oh I wish it was still three a week. Um, I'm I'm enjoying there being six a, a week, and it's not feeling like you know too much again. The thing is, we've, talk, a we've a spoken mixture, a lot really. about how they've dealt with it. I don't want to go over that too much. What about the? Um, I mean, we, what about the like the the post lockdown? Because obviously they made the decision, and, and all the soaps seem to be dealing with this in different ways, don't they? Well, it's not just soaps as well. Now, now we're in a new world of con- other other continuing drama and television shows, American, you know, crime shows and uh, medical dramas like Grey's Anatomy and mm. whatever the the other thing I'm thinking of is. Whatever the kids watch these National- days. NCIS, is that, I don't even know what that stands for, National Crime investigation services yeah. <laughs> I don't know. everyone's but having to think how are different they... and so they, i've seen lots of criticism for for um people not being consistent um with covering it and other people getting criticized for covering it at all um because we all we all really enjoyed i think the escapism during lockdown of being able to watch things that weren't to do with coronavirus mm. and now tv shows are putting it into the the plot of their of the of the show and people don't necessarily actually really want that and I've said this before on the podcast I'd be perfectly happy to watch a drama or something about coronavirus in the future when it's not something that I'm living with I'd actually really like to see some art inspired by coronavirus and see some stories by people about stuff because there's a lot of stories to tell 
but I don't want to hear them right now. Well, I, I remember before before they decided or before they announced what they were going to do, thinking, oh, I'd be perfectly happy Street. if they just, yeah, Coronation Street just didn't mention it. Yeah. But actually, I've quite appreciated the light touch that they've gone with it. They, they've put it's the masks on. They, they live it's... in a world where coronavirus happened and, and there is obviously that blip where they went from the pre-lockdown episodes to the post-lockdown episodes. That was what happened in yeah, July. Yeah, no and time it did, passed. It, no, it did feel quite abrupt and it has just had to be one of those things that we've just had to gloss over and said, well, they've done the best they can and, and thankfully they didn't have to go off air. Some of the things that the other soaps like Emma Dale did with the lockdown episodes sounded kind of interesting. Some of the things that, say, EastEnders are doing with the different filming techniques where, they, where they're doing the split screen, where they're doing the, the perspex screens and all that seem sound like a, a nice way to, to reduce say, the social distancing. I think Matt Hilton did a few really quite interesting things on the Christmas Day episodes with social distancing like the bit where he had a, a shot of uh, you were the characters were like walked towards each other behind a Christmas tree so you didn't hmm. see them but you assumed that they that they then met embraced or something <laughs> you know yeah yeah I I, I'm not noticing as much as I was at the beginning all of the social distancing. I think it's fine. It's I just think it's, weird. you know what, unfortunately, it's very true to real life in that people aren't really social distancing, that you can, that it's obvious that they're doing it and they take their masks off to make points to one another and so that you can see their mouth closer, mm. just like real life. <laughs> I suppose the, the thing now is going to be that with the situation in real life, getting worse again coronation street still going to be living in this kind of post lockdown limbo aren't they where yeah. they can't really make any changes because who knows how things are going to go so we'll be watching a weather field that has had coronavirus and it's kind of still going on a little bit but i, I think it's fine and, and i've said before on the podcast that coronation street has never felt more relevant and up to date and you know in the same world as i am living in myself I mean, forever has always felt like a little pocketed away community that isn't is almost like a parallel universe in a way. It's a bit like real life, but not quite because they don't talk about the, the uh, current thing, real yeah. life things, and and now they do to some extent. And I'm they definitely find don't it really interesting. Live in the same world as we do because nobody's criticised Boris Johnson. <laughs> yeah, they have not. They have not. Right? Shall we? Well, I, I just wanted to say as well uh, about the lockdown. The fact that the Corrie's good news was great. Nice to see that coming back for the anniversary as well. well Long may it rain. It was, it was kind of fortuitous in a way for Coronation Street that the 60th anniversary, I mean, there was very negative impact it had on, on that. But also the good thing about the coronavirus taking place in the same year is that it, people were looking for something to rally around and they wanted to be part of a community mm. and we were feeling very isolated from one another and Coronation Street got to be a focal point for people who enjoyed the show to to sort of, you know, create this sense of, yeah. of community that I was just talking about. Yeah, and the excitement and, for the anniversary coming up. Yeah, but, and, and they that, managed to utilise a lot of the goodwill that's, that's kind of like washing around at that time for... For, for gathering online and you know sharing mm. sharing opinions and making making a space on the internet for people to unite around around something and that was coronation street for a lot of people yeah it was and, and as for the anniversary episodes themselves again we'll never know exactly how it would have we, been we might had do, they stuck with the original plans i think they must have cut out some things and, and other bits i mean they were supposed to be these crazy stunts 
which never happened. We had Jeff falling off a roof, which was still great that they were able to have something like that in. But um, it may well be that some of the ideas have been parked until... Um, some of them, they'll never be able By to parked, use. I don't mean axed like Brian Park. I mean, <laughs> actually, put to one side until they can use them again. I guess we'll see. And, and some of them we can't. But I thought the anniversary was fine. It is a shame that the, the Ray storyline, which had been touted as being you know, the, the big one, the, the focal point of, of the week, and this is what I think the year would have been leading up to, did feel a bit like a damp squib and that probably is a casualty of coronavirus more than anything else but um some of the jeff and yasmin stuff more than made up for it the court scenes particularly which were the oh, yeah. i guess the the unexpected winning you know the, the highlights of, yeah, yeah. of the anniversary week yeah and i and, i mean i think we're repeating a lot of stuff we've just recently said because i was going to say right. you know it's, it showed the character moments are important more important than stunts yeah yeah and, and apart from that i mean i was I was fairly happy with how the anniversary was able to be celebrated. I don't know whether this is because of coronavirus or what, but the amount of merchandise that I thought we were going to get compared mm. to what actually came out was, was paltry. It is a shame. And I think we were spoiled in some way at the 50th anniversary with all the merch that came out then. But then, I mean, you can't do it for every 10 years, can you? Maybe... Yes, you can. Well, they did it. I mean... Again, who knows how much they would have done. I appreciated that the book that came out is probably, you know, the best book that Coronation Street has produced. Yes. Uh, honestly. Um, I, I, I was thrilled that they actually released a mobile app for it, which it. is what I wanted, but yeah. never expected to get. And it's not exactly the same as I wanted, but I've, I've ended up getting completely addicted to it. They They had... They had a set of stamps, which was nice. Pretty impressive, that is, yeah. I mean, and also so the food... So it's a few odd choices food, for who went on, though. You know who we're talking about here. The food stuff with co-op was good as well. I mean, all the stuff they came out with were curveballs, really. Yeah. Um, apart from the book. You could have guessed they would have brought a book out, but, mm. you know, who would have thought that Betty's Hot Pot would be sold <laughs> yeah, from the co-op <laughs> with completely the wrong ingredients? I was just surprised that they didn't put out a, a new DVD set of any kind. And it's like, that's one of my things. I don't thinking, think Where they have a plan to, or do the people just not want to buy DVDs anymore? The thing is, there's, there, like, in my, in my job as well, this is the, always the thing. When you're, when you're releasing physical media, you, there's, there's a much more limited audience for it than there ever, ever has been, I think. But the people that want to buy those things are the collectors and the fans. Mm. So physical media isn't dead. It's just got a much more limited appeal. And you, you're far more likely to sell, uh, you know, a big fancy box set with with you know, knickknacks for a hundred quid to you know a thousand people mm. than like ten thousand people selling them a ten pound DVD. Yeah, because I mean, I think people were expecting a a DVD set of the past decade to go with the rest of them, and uh, I mean, the fact that it's not out now makes me think well, it probably won't be. The but they do the have Brit all the Brit box stuff. The Brit box stuff means that they've got somewhere to sell a way of selling Coronation Street digitally that they never had before now. Mm. They have ITV Hub, which is, you know, an online receptacle for their content, but, you know... Modern Brit- and ITV3, Corey. Yeah, and so you, and so you, they can sell advertising on there, but BritBox, you, you sell a subscription, so you've got a, you've got a monthly income. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, I, I don't know whether they have advertising on BritBox or not, but... Yeah. um. So I, I think the future of Coronation Street lies in streaming and mm. I'm glad that they've 
got BritBox to sell it on. Yeah, they got the, made their first tentative but steps. But I don't know. I really, I really, we've said so many times, just put the whole lot online. I don't know what costs would be involved in that, and I, I can't know. believe for a minute just they would it. they would manage to recoup <laughs> their losses on on hosting every single episode. But you know, you know how? Okay, here's a, here's an idea. You know how you can donate your computer hard drive space uh, or computing processing power to like to un- unfolding no unfolding proteins for cancer oh, yeah. cures and stuff <laughs> Michael, why can't we donate some of our com- computing space and internet to, to streaming coronation street episodes, i do wonder how many globe. people would be that interested and that that's that's what i've always wondered not like, many people for the, for the amount of effort and and web space and what have you it would take to put everything out there i just don't know whether the they audience is there sadly nope oh, I don't and know. that's not to say that people wouldn't love it if they actually got to watch it but how it's a tough sell mm. we did a coronation street podcast for like eight years mm. before we started watching old episodes of it and you would have thought we would be prime candidates yeah yeah that's true um, speaking of other things for the anniversary um, period, the 60 for 60, I thought was a great little... Uh, great idea, really great idea. Yeah, two months worth of little videos every day from from, you know, from c- fans. celebs to, to uh, what is it, uh, charity sponsors. Yes. To, to Yeah, that that was a great idea. I, again, something else that I I didn't and not predict just we got would to be come. Not, not, obviously, but there, that was a nice highlight of the year, I have to say. Um, and the Race for the Rovers, another great online event for the 60th. So although... In some ways, it it didn't feel as big as the fiftieth, and I don't honestly think it ever could have done. They did still, they were still able to produce some really interesting content to to celebrate the show's legacy. And but, I mean, there the were thousandth episode, and the ten thousandth episode as well, but, uh, which we can go into in a minute. I was just going to say as well that this year, and I don't know, it was kind of a mixture of a consequence of COVID and the anniversary. We also got quite a few decent documentaries, didn't we? Yeah. There was obviously the ones on the anniversary week, but in the late summer, early autumn, they also had those character special ones, the uh, yeah, holidays on the street, the scandals of the street and all that. So we were we were quite spoiled in many ways for Coronation Street content this year, even though there was that big patch of the year where we only got three episodes. So... It could have been a lot worse to be a Coronation Street fan in in twenty twenty. Honestly, and I I think that the uh, the people who were everyone who was engaged in keeping it on air and yeah. uh, keeping it interesting and relevant deserves a big old pat on the back. And of course, the elephant in the room here is that we understand that twenty twenty was a terrible year for some people, and we don't want to be disrespectful to anybody's experience who had a hard time. Um, but we can't, you know. We can't focus on the bad things, um, and you know, as far as years go, I think for, for the podcast, last year was a really good year, and I, I I kind of feel bad saying it, but it you know, we we achieved quite a few things and more than I hoped that we would. Well, do you do you want to talk about those now, or we'll come back to them when we finish the? I mean, well, I got I go on the radio a couple of times. That was pretty good. Oh yeah, well that was quite good. That was all based. That was all uh, part of the 60th anniversary, wasn't it? The, you get you got to do your radio. You got to do the the magazine interview. Yeah. Um, and, and that was just the tail end of what was a big, big year for the podcast. I mean, for me, when I think back to 2020, I think about all the brilliant experiences we've had and the time we've had to watch those vintage episodes on DVD. I can't believe that this time last year, how, you know, how empty our minds were to the 
especially history, 60s yeah. and 70s of Coronation Street. It's, and it's all stuff that we'd read on Coropedia and in books, all theoretical knowledge, and now we've had the opportunity to experience it. And I think that the podcast has really, really benefited from that. And I can't believe, like you said, it's taken this long yeah, just to be able to, really to get onto it. Um, yeah, so we, we got time to do those things and of course the the funds from the patreon were really helpful there as well that helped us a lot um and we got the thing about it is that it's not sort of crowing or tooting your horn to talk about it because a lot of these things were things that we could share with you guys Um, i think that this i I feel like this segment of the podcast is in some ways a well-deserved tooting of own horns because i I think we've done great well i don't don't want to be distasteful I think that the YouTube channel that we've um, given a lot more energy towards has been um, has been blossoming this year. Well, I hope we always... that people listen. I hope that people can take like listen to what we're talking about and and like in the, in the spirit that it's intended. You know, we're not trying to dis- diminish anyone else's experiences. Um, but... no, no, I'm just I'm really really proud of what the podcast yeah, has yeah. achieved in 2020. We this did. time last year, the YouTube channel had you know one or two little videos that we made that Pat Phelan music video <laughs> yeah, and, uh, and the Jenny Bradley one mm. and, and now the and, and that got that got like just over a thousand hits or something back a couple of years ago when we uploaded it and just at the moment the our let's play of the Ken uh, Ken and Bet was it words and design app is just about to overtake it a number of views which is quite cool but I, I wanted to just try and spread the word of the podcast through other channels and 2020 has given me the opportunity to do that and there are definitely some people oh gosh just knocked over some Why bottles are you waving your I'm gesticulating around? 2020 has given me the opportunity to spread it to YouTube and some people are definitely YouTube listeners of the podcast so it, it's it's found a a new little audience there. It has meant more work. And I think when I think back to the podcast in 2020, it has increased the workload of it. But I'm still proud of it. And, and, and scrolling down our YouTube channel and seeing all the little little pictures I've done to go with the videos. As a... Yeah, we just don't really have videos. You know, we've got... We've got... Um, we've got a few. We've, we've done a few videos. Like, uh, we did the... I don't know what we did. We did the poll. Oh yeah, we did the Coropedia poll, Video. which is vi- videos ish. It was a, a, a screen recording. So I still, I'm too, still too shy to to go on camera. I'm sorry. One day, um, yeah. The, oh, that, those were great. I mean, the, the the intros and the outros that we recorded for those were brilliant, weren't they? Yes. Even Michael if I do say so myself, did, did some very creative work for that. We also did the morning lemon cook along, and that was on Instagram. Oh, yeah, yeah, that was... um... And we got the Corrie Mags, too, and we did an Instagram video of those. Oh, yeah, we need to do more things like that And we've done the Let's Plays with Bretties, Hot Pot, and the mobile phone game. We also did some videos of locations in Manchester when we went up there in August. This summer was was a really good time for for our YouTube channel, I think. And and those three videos that we put together, um, which is us chronicling, chronicling our times in Manchester two weeks in Manchester, oh, fantastic. I, I would say I, I'm, that's, that's one of the things I'm proud of the most, the extra content that we've produced and, and editing all those videos with the, the go along with what skills. we're talking about. Yeah. yeah, and learning new video skills. Location I'm shoots. really, really happy with this. And I and think if I was a Coronation Street fan and I wanted to know, you know, behind the scenes, where, where can I go yeah. on a tour to Manchester? I think they, they really are actually quite decent resource. We um, bought a tripod. Oh yeah. We bought some equipment this year. We bought a tripod and we bought a and laptop. I'm feeling so technical there. Um laptop tray. Yes. To put the laptop on. No, it's just yeah. <laughs> next next to actual microphone maybe. Yeah. Um what else has there been this year? There's been um oh we did the Zoom quiz. 
I, I did a Zoom quiz back yeah. in when was that June time? And that which was, was ch- that was for charity. That was for the um, Manchester Food Charity that we do. When we've done yes. lots of charity stuff, which has just been us donating. And that was a brilliant charity. experience. Me and was it was it ten Coronation Street fans going up against yeah. ten of the cast? That was that great. was brilliant. So it was so Doing many great Coronation memories in twenty twenty. And it you really, got to really be on was. Uh, the. Um, Mark Llewellyn's um, hospice charity yes, video. Did that? You can still buy that, by the way. Fifteen pounds. Yeah, go to the Willowwood website to have a look yeah. at that. We had the. Um, we had uh, so uh, quite a lot of interviews on the podcast. I mean, I went into twenty twenty. My main aim really was none of these things that I've just been talking about. I wanted twenty twenty to be a year where I was able to get some of the past cast members on the podcast for interviews. Everything else just kind of spiralled from there. I mean, we started off in episode 400 with uh, Julie Hesmanhouse. It was obviously a brilliant coup. You wanted to get her. Really, I'd wanted to her for a long time. But then it kind of spiralled with Kevin Kennedy, Stephen Arnold, Charlie Lawson, um, Denise Denise Black Black as well. Which is, I'm really, really happy with all of those, being able to get some of those ex-cast on the show and... Who knows if it will continue into twenty twenty one? It'll be lovely, but it's it's not always not always easy to get hold we, of people. The is thing it? is, we have pretty good contacts with current cast members. Some, some current some cast, of some of them are very elusive. Yeah, but but for past past cast members, especially really old cast members, there's some kind of network of like you have to be in the know or in in the biz in, yeah. in like radio production and we just we don't know we no. tried if we, if we can't you know if we can't contact them can't try Instagram and, and, and I tried to I, I I must have emailed like you know six seven eight agents and didn't hear back from anyone they're just they're I don't know if you've got interested. to pay for it but yeah I don't know but but I, I'm really, really pleased with the stars that we've got. I mean, particularly Julie, because uh, Hayley was such a favourite character of mine. Yeah. And, and Curly obviously was back in the 90s. I was, <laughs> I was so, so chuffed with those. But then also we've had uh, obviously some, some current cast members on this year. Ryan Prescott, Shelley King and Charlie DeMello again. Matilda Freeman was lovely. And obviously the big one for the 60th anniversary week, Sally Dinover. Amazing. Yeah. And she and also lovely. Yes, it's been a really great year for interviews. Yeah, and, and and that kind of culminated, I suppose, in these acceptance. That was great speeches that we were able to get I'm in the so conversation straight awards last week. So l- looking back, I I just think there's so so much the podcast should be proud of. Yeah, we did it this we, year really. Yeah. We, we, and it's not just blowing our own trumpet really. Okay. And, and so some of it is is through the help of some of our friends and. Yes. And um, contacts that we've got. A lot of it's to do with the, with the Patreon. But um, yeah, Corey's in a, the, the Conversation Street is in a, a really, really good position now. And um, just got to try and just kind of keep it up. I don't think I want to, you know, shoot it off into brand new heights again in 2021. But even keeping up the this The thing pace, is, there's be, other stuff to do that we haven't done yet that we can do. Mm, mm. So let's, let's go back to, to the show then. Um, after that, after that slight detour, I was like, I quite no, I, I loved it. I don't mind talking about how great the podcast's been this year. Um, thinking back to other things in twenty twenty on Coronation Street, the ten thousandth episode was the other, you know, landmark time. In is that the right phrase? I, I don't know what I'm talking about. The, the you know the 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 linchpin of what's the well, what's the word I'm looking for? Of focal twen- point. Yeah, yeah, focal point of twenty twenty. There were two big events, you know. 
like milestones, is that the word? Yeah, yeah. And and one of them was the 60th, and one of them was the 10,000th episode. Yeah, and the 10,000th one kind of crept up on us a little bit, because I remember even thinking just before Christmas well, in we were 2019... Well, like, predictions, it, what will they do for the 10,000th Yeah, and, and I was kind of thinking, oh, it doesn't feel like they're, you know, they're, they're doing anything. So it was a little bit low-key up until they started filming it, and then some of those pictures leaked from the, from the pub that they went to. Um, and... Yeah, it was a it was a nice episode. It was a feel good episode. I'm not going to look back on it and say you know that was one of my favourite episodes of Coronation Street ever, but it it wallowed in its own nostalgia, didn't it? With you know, references and references to old characters and stories you, coming you, out all over the place. But you can't wallow in your your own nostalgia. What's the point of having it? Yeah. So in that in that sense, it was great. I, I do wish that they'd gone to to to. to Blackpool. I wish that they hadn't done that to Dennis. I bet end. they were like, oh, well, we don't want to spend all of our location money right at the beginning of the year. Yeah, I know. That is kind of ironic, <laughs> isn't it? They they literally didn't really go very far on location. I wonder where, whether, and now they can't. I wonder whether they'll, like, how the budgeting works and how much money was, how much money's been eaten up by unfortunate, you know, um, like, like they had to pay everybody who's contracted as, as, you know, as an actor, they had to pay them for however much they were contracted for, whether they were in it or not, which is, you know, mm. fair. Of course, that's fair. Yeah. But, um, you know, where where's the, where are they going to... Are they going to have any money left over? Or did I they know, I'd, I'd love them to have like, some kind of big blowout when they can. Did they also have to spend lots of money on COVID precautions and mm. equipment and those, PPE. those big two meter sticks don't pay for themselves well, I do don't they? Know, you know if you know they probably had to hire people to advise i don't know i'm just thinking it's such a shame that they had money that didn't get spent on things that you know yeah may well have had to be spent elsewhere i don't but suppose I don't they can they can roll works. it over for the next year but wouldn't it have been amazing if they mm. had gone look we've got all this vacation money we didn't spend it We've got to spend it. Where are we going to go? Do you want to go to Japan to see Rosie? That would be so epic. Oh, yeah. I'd love that. Not that they can go next year either because of the Olympics. I looked, I showed you guys, um, I showed you a um, a hotel. I was trying to like see. I was like, oh, wouldn't it be cool if we went um, to Japan in August? And I got the wrong date because the Olympics is still apparently going to happen. And I got the the last day of the Olympics and the hotel was £25,000. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, they did have the Commonwealth Games, didn't they, with Norris being the medal bearer. So they, they could have, you know, spin-off scenes, at least, where just Rosie is, is sent Rosie over there. Could... Helen Flanagan, that's how we we'll get her back onto the Rosie show. Stop being a mum. Be... Come back onto Curry. We'll send you to Japan for reals. Rosie could be like a bilingual, like, tour guide for for people coming over to the olympics oh my gosh just imagine i think i think they'll understand the japanese i really i'm like i'm so proud of myself mum. i know all of the words like konnichiwa and kawaii everyone says that to me all the time (laughs) well that we'll come to our predictions later shall we yeah sorry that's not um but in the ten thousand, it was good i did I did love that final scene with jenny and rita in the rovers i think that was a really nice way to to cap it off um, but but again, that when I think the ten thousandth, I also think the the dead end that was Ken leaving the street, <laughs> and the fact that that I'll was, never come back here again until next few months time. Yeah, when when that episode was on, then suddenly the internet was awash with Ken's leaving Coronation Street. Um, here's all the publicity. Look, he, him and Rulalenska are going to go off to Still Waters. Where's the story going to lead? And then yeah, month or two later and. And that was it. It just feels like a bit of a 
Yeah, a bit of a wet lettuce, really, doesn't well, it? Well, I don't know what they had planned, but I really did like the shady still lands or whatever. Still waters. The Let's give it his proper name. Shady, shady plains. <laughs> I liked that little uh, spin-off within the show. I, I think I remember starting off liking it, just because it you was You didn't like it as much because you didn't like the characters... I think, and and it was a bit, yeah, maybe. You know, it just and had it a did, silly did, It ending. didn't really feel like it lived up to the, its potential, but I still enjoyed it for what it was. Yeah, um, it also meant that we had to say goodbye to Claudia at the end of it as well, it. which is a real shame. It, it was nice to see Norris again. Really nice to see Frida, even if she had had a little bit of a change of personality again. And and it, is that the last time we're going to see them? I don't know. But... Well, she has been driven crazy by being forced to live in an old folks' home, even <laughs> though she's not actually that old. I will always appreciate it when Coronation Street, you know, goes out of its way to regularly film, you know, on location, like how they used to have all the scenes at the Better Buys. You know, yeah, and, I like that. And, and it used to be a thing back in you know the nineties and maybe before that. Then at the weekends they would know regularly go off and film all the location shoots and it feels like i know that they can't do any of that at the moment but that's not that's not a regular thing anymore they don't have that weekend filming and the the amount of yeah outside filming is is much much reduced than what it used to be so still waters at least did make a nice change of scenery and i don't think they they really have plans to to do much in the way of regular outside filming given how much investment they put into set mm. and how many you know how many, crannies there are how many permanent permanent sets they've put in that would normally have been a location shoot like the prison like the courtroom like the hospital mm. and we have since it's returned since lockdown have you felt that it's been restricted and it's like oh no here's this same old place no. again because i i can't say that i really have no i think there's been some so. some sets still that we haven't seen much of like we never see inside the salon anymore and then, and there are some houses down the terraces, like you know, Fizz and Tyrone's. We we barely see. It. I know we've seen it this week, but there, there's yeah, some places that we just a massive amount, and they've they've got a new extension that they're going to open, which is due to be open. It well, I guess it was supposed to be open around the time of the sixtieth, yeah. but then that was. I, who knows how far they've got? Yeah, to, through building that. that that's something. I'm so excited. About that's something that. I'm really looking forward yeah. to in 2021. And when this is all over and we can actually get out and go up to Manchester again, I'm looking forward to going on the the new tour when that gets its official announcement and finding out about that. That should be that should be really really cool. Um, what what about what are some other things? Any other stories that I I, I want to kind of. I don't want to go back over some of the stories that we talked about on the awards thing. So are there any other stories or things that come to mind when you think of 2020 that we maybe haven't discussed in our end of year review things? Um, <laughs> no. Nothing at all? Did no, I, review? I don't. Not, not even the Ollie story? No. Does that not not stand out for you? The 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 story Gosh. itself, no, the performances were amazing, um, but you know this, and it was touching and affecting and profoundly difficult to watch at times. I don't want to downplay that at all. Mm. Um, if you are to t- if you were to say to me, you know, in in twenty twenty, what story are you going to remember the most for all time? It won't be the Oliver story because it's not geared. It's not for me. You know, it wasn't geared up for me. Yeah, I suppose so. I, at the time, I was definitely. I think the performance performances certainly helped. It wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't okay. one of these story that you kind of love and 
excited to watch because you got, yeah. it was one of those things that you, you knew how it was going to end. It's okay for not everything to be for you and about you. Mm. And that, I didn't think that it was. And it, it doesn't bother me that it wasn't about me or for me. Yeah. It, it really was for people with children um, who could imagine or people who have been through this to to see that experience on on screen and I'm not going to pretend that I know what it's like to have a sick child. Mm. I can sympathize with it and I can I can imagine but I'm you know. Yeah, and I and I could imagine that the experience that Leanne was going through was certainly similar to how other people in that situation might have gone to. And some well, people were criticising online, saying that oh, she, people wouldn't do this, she's just pushing everybody away, why is she being so... Leanne has never been so bitchy. A, a, a character that has been a nice, open, friendly, happy woman, nice, nicey, nice, yeah. nice character. I really like that they didn't try to make her a likeable victim you know we've got this thing about whitewashing victims we love it when somebody is a, is a chaste and pure good-hearted soul who who terrible things happen to and there's no room you know to, to question your sympathy because they're being the you know the model victim she wasn't that at all she she was true to her character she is a loud mouth battersby who had you know has has always yeah, has always pushed been people away. Yeah, she's always been a prickly person. Mm. She she definitely has a maternal streak with her children, but that that kind of gentle femininity never extended very far. No. And I think that's good that we we shouldn't we shouldn't expect people to be model victims. They they can react however they like. Mm. And I I kind of found it refreshing that she wasn't trying to make friends and win people over. She wanted one thing that was to keep Oliver alive for as long as possible. Yeah, and I I, I just love about this story that it gave Jane and Ben particularly a chance to to show that acting chops. I mean, so there were so many characters that were drawn into this, which is great, like like Emma and Amy and Tracy and Toya and Gail and so on, but it felt to me like Leanne and Nick were the two stars of it. And and Steve to some extent. There were he certainly, you know, when when called upon was able to um you know give us get as good as you'd want him to. Yeah. But it was it was it was it was all about the the strains that this would put on Leanne and Nick's relationship and then obviously the introduction of Sam to it was lovely one thing I'll say that Coronation Street seems to be good at which is kind of ironic considering that they're limited now because of the coronavirus is creating stories in like the latter half of 2020 that kind of sucked in a a large swathe of characters because normally I think that the stories on Coronation Street are very kind of focused on a, a, a core of characters you know, like, here's the Platt family drama, here's, you know, a couple arguing and, and the person that one of them's sleeping with. Mm. You know, the, the, um, the Oliver mitochondrial disease story affected and impacted so many characters. It was very, very ambitious. Mm. Um, and we've got other things that are going on at the moment. Well, you know, with, like the, with the, the Who Bashed Adam one. That's... That, yeah. And also the Ray storyline. It's, mm. it's pulling in a more diverse set of characters who don't normally have scenes together. Yeah, that's true. And it's a very ambitious thing to tackle when you have to have, like, cohort bubbles and, you know, groups of actors that have to just kind of interact in their little bubbles and the production staff can't go from place to place because of the, because of the coronavirus. So um, I am proud of Coronation Street for not shying away from doing these stories in the way that they intended to do them 
originally. I think they're doing a, a really good job. Yeah. Uh, God knows there must be so many things that happen and have happened and are to yet to happen behind the scenes and, and hours and hours and hours of extra work that are involved in all of this that we'll never fully appreciate. So, you know, hats off to everybody who's, who's involved in doing this and pulling it off. Um, and I think Car- Coronation Street, quality-wise, is as good as, if not better, as it's ever been. I think it. I think it's doing great at the moment. It's. I don't know, like, you know, when I compare back to some of my other favourite years of Corrie's since doing the podcast, it, it's not up there with 2017, but... What, because that Pat feeling? Yeah, that was, yeah, the Pat the feeling thing is, and everything. The thing is about that is that the, most the of that... Can. Most of that was centred around two, two storylines, but mostly Pat feeling, and that was definitely a phenomenon that you know it's difficult to repeat mm. i mean it's a shame that there has been you know some lingering disappointments in this things like the Gemma story that's which has fortunately gone on to the back burner i suppose in the second half of 2020 but thinking about the year that certainly did dominate a lot of the early months of the year with the quads you know their first six months the 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 constant setbacks that the back, the the, uh, the the winter Can browns I just say had self inflicted like... setbacks. Well, some of them were, especially with the, the not having any money. But you know, if, one week the house is on fire, the next week the child turns out to be deaf. Next yeah, week, their, really next week their you know, brother is getting um, uh, PTSD from the the awful experiences he had as a kid from his stepdad it just felt like there was a period where every that you had your horrible your horrible mums at the at the mummies group being nasty to Gemma and and it just, it just felt like too, yeah, like too many things going wrong for perennial victimhood of the Battersby Browns not Battersby Winter Browns, Browns. I was going to say that as a is the, the least interesting and most irritating story to come out of Coronation Street in recent years the characters themselves are dull the situation is dull the babies are boring that a lot of their problems are self-inflicted like I said the the moral of the story is completely lost and confusing I mean what is the moral of the story? like don't don't take let don't people have quads. don't let people take pictures of your baby for money yeah, but do start a YouTube channel exploiting them yourself. Okay, okay. Thanks, Gemma. Thanks for the moral message there. I don't understand what you're trying to get at. Yeah. Especially also kind of ironic considering that Coronation Street is a, a commercial entity that gets its advertising money from places that would have been like Freshgoes in the story, like the co-op. Yeah, that's true. And, that Ar- true. you know, Argos, all these companies that are focused on, cre- on like in instilling these ideas of family values and companionship and community and mm. happiness based on showing you pictures of families, you know, hanging out and eating things together. Yeah. Just, just like, the, the hypocrisy the thing is, of it though, is there ridiculous. Are, there are still, in among certain corners of the Coronation Street fan community, some, you know, real big fans of, of Gemma. And it, is it fair to say they shouldn't have Gemma just because we don't like them and, you know, a lot of people that we read don't like them? No, not really. I can't really. see that being consistent and having a logical storyline would have impacted their enjoyment of this, of Gemma and Chesney. Mm. Yeah, I, I, it's I not, guess. You know, it's not like I, I, I ever want, I ever set out to say I dislike Gemma and I don't want her in the show. That's not at all what happened. No, I mean, for the first few years of Gemma, she was, you know, one of our favourites. She was, yeah, she went straight to the top of our list, didn't but she? But unfortunately, the, the Chesney curse 
is the most powerful mm. force known to mankind. Yeah. I don't know what he did in a, in a past life to deserve such horrors that he's unleashed upon the world. Thank goodness that Emma managed to escape from it at the beginning of the Good year, Good God. Eh? <laughs> um, so let's, let's talk about nicer things then. One of the, <laughs> one of the things that, that I think has been generally fairly successful and it could have you know, completely mess fired with some of the recasts that they've had this year. And I never like recasts on Coronation Street, but of the three that they've had this year, I'm, I'm, you know, pleasantly surprised by one, which is Todd, where I never thought I would ever be able to accept anyone to replace Bruno Langley in the role. And although it was a very, very rocky start, I'm actually really quite loving Gareth Pierce's portrayal now. Um, another one which um, I suppose unexpectedly I wasn't I wouldn't I wouldn't know what to think the uh, but actually also really loving it which was Ardy and which has breathed new life into a character that wasn't Treading going water. anywhere but I mean often with the young kids that they're not but this has given a real brilliant springboard for the Alahans for the next year I, I'm so impressed with Adam who Adam Hussein so far and he's not had lots to do but everything that he's done has you know, instill me with confidence that when he gets his first proper story, he's gonna be he's gonna go great guns. And then and then you got I suppose the the other one, the elephant in the room, which is the the summer, which is still a bit early days, but it is She's had like three scenes. It's it's just a shame It feels pointless at the moment because summer I don't know, you know I and we we ha- you had an interview. You spoke to Matilda Freeman yeah. about it. She wanted to leave. She left, and then they recast her. I don't know that Summer was integral to any of the stories they've told so far. She wasn't, but she she and had I the potential. Know. She was she was a real a real talent, a real asset, young asset to the Corrie cast. I would say so far, having a new Summer has had no great impact or positive impact on on crime no, I think it's, and it's really not fair to judge the the actress on what's happened as as of yet because she hasn't had a chance no it just feels like from the little that we've seen they've kind of the writers haven't got what what's making summer summer and, and she's been made to say things and act the way that is very different to how we'd expect it's Matilda weird Freeman's because summer the thing to is, act yeah if you wanted to bring summer right sometimes they recast the character because they want to rejuvenate rejuvenate the character and I don't think the actor who's playing that character currently can do it that's not the case I don't think I, I would say right? that I would say that that matches with, with Zenon Ditcher who used to play um, Ardy and he, he was fine but they, he, he they was never they wanted something gonna... different for, for Ardy so they, they yeah. recast Summer there was nothing wrong with the character um, but what they've done is brought this weird hybrid Summer in which is not different enough to justify a recast, but also not the same as Summer used to be. Mm. Because they're not writing for old Summer. They're sort of writing for, for someone they don't even know who, they, who she is no, yet. No, generic teenage girl. I think you're right. That someone they don't know who she is, but it, they should know who she is. Because well, Matilda's Summer was in it enough. What brief have they given the new actress? I keep I don't know what her name is. Um, no, I can't remember. I what know. brief have they given her? Like, be like Matilda or... We're going to make Summer into this, that and the other thing in next year. So we want you to start to lay the foundations. I don't know. It'd be nice if that was the case. I mean, 
in in many ways, RD isn't like the old RD, but because the old RD, you know, didn't have much of a personality, that's okay. The new the new Ryan isn't really like you know either of the two Ryans before him, but because we didn't really like the old Ryan yeah. as much, and we really do like Ryan Prescott, it's kind of makes yes, you think, oh, that's fine. But I think it's just the fact that we did really have quite a summer. soft spot for the, for the old summer. It wasn't. It was. It was a combination of her being a unique character and a charismatic actress Mm. Uh, it felt like she was an unusual female teenage character that you didn't actually see very much of you know she was kind of like a Hermione kind of a person Mm. but you know a bit a bit more I don't know she just was a bit more sarcastic than Hermione ever was you know there's no end of like swatty meek little girl characters but Summer wasn't ever really that either and so it feels like they've they've lost something by recasting her and they haven't gained anything in another area. But that's because they haven't given her a chance yet. And I'm just certainly not going to write the character off. I'm interested to know what they're going to do with this new actress. Yeah, I mean, I'm kind of hoping, you know, kind of like what we did with Steph all those years ago. I'm going to say, let's just make 2021 the year that we wait to see what happens and don't prejudge Summer yeah, because and see it, where she goes. If, if after Gareth Pierce's, you know, first three, four appearances, we'd said, well, that's what we think of the new Todd now, then we'd have been doing him a disservice. Yeah. And yeah, may, maybe next year is, is the year for Summer. Um, talking about recasts, one other thing that was interesting uh, uh, notable in 2020 where there wasn't a recast was Dylan. And though it was only a small bit oh, yeah. in, in sort of October, November time, wasn't it? But having Sean's son back into the programme really did kind of pique my interest. And it was just for, what, two, three weeks he was, it was in it? It was very brief. But I'm, I'm kind of guessing that that's going to continue into 2021 here. And, um, and I, that was interesting because I remember not being that impressed by the actor when he first came in. And then everyone was saying, no, he was in, uh, what was it, Last Tango or something? Uh, he was amazing in that. And I was like, oh, okay, let's give it a go. And I think by the time he left, after the, at the end of that three weeks, I could kind of, I could see, oh, I see what people are saying about him now. But then he was gone and we didn't get a chance to, to do more. So I'm I'm very interested to see where Dylan goes if, if he returns this year. And also, once more, will it mean that Anthony Cotton will be given more to do, more serious stuff, more more chance to, you know, prove why he's still on Coronation Street nearly 20 years later, or more than 20 years later, I can't remember, um, and, and, and very rarely has anything to do. So that that's, yeah, one to look, look out for, I think. Um, how are the Baileys for you? Because they've been in it a year and a half now. 2020 was, you know, their first full year. Oh, no. And, and it seems crazy to say that, doesn't it? Because they're still kind of considered... The new family. I know. I'm which still they saying. Shouldn't be after this I'm still long. saying to myself, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll give them a chance to establish themselves, but it's a year and a half later, and I still, I'm waiting. Mm. You know, I think 2021 is that going to be the year of the Baileys? But how how long can we say this? I hope. I mean, we've I've heard things that make me optimistic. I'm not yeah, going to say. I know what you're talking about. Say, um, because we don't want to do spoilers, but maybe. It, they just need a bit of faith put into them and they need a something... Mm. I don't know. They, they have with Ryan Russell, out of all of them, he's broken away and got his own story with the Grace and it's still been, you know... With a, the Grace. A, with the Grace story and it's yeah. still been a minor story. 
but what, out of all of the Baileys, <laughs> yes, of course, out of the Baileys, he's the one to me that is but a character me, in his own right and yeah. not just one of the Baileys. I know, and that's but, what the rest need to have. See, I, don't, I think I have a different opinion on the Baileys than lots of other people because I actually like all of them. Mm. Um, I think probably James is the weakest Bailey of all and he's probably had the biggest stories... You know, because he had his, his uh, being a gay footballer. The, when the Baileys were introduced, um, and I remember all the press you know, releases and everything that came out, James was the one that they were, you know, flying front and centre. Look, it's a gay footballer. Look, this is going to be amazing. We're going to tackle the, the, the issue of homophobia and football. The trouble is, just... with his story, is that I know what he's been through, but I don't know who he is. Yeah. And that's a, there's, there's two massive distinct, you know, there's a massive that's distinction really between the two things. Because I don't know that many people would, react, would have reacted in a different way to the way he did. So I didn't learn anything about his personality. I just learned that he was being oppressed because of his sexuality and his, and his father's opinions. Mm. But that didn't teach me what Jane, who James is. No. We, and I we, still don't really know who James is. We got is. kind of a glimmer when they paired him up ever so briefly with Bethany towards the end of... That must have been the end of 2019 or so. Yeah. As, as her pretend boyfriend but even that lecturing him about his responsibility to come out for his people was so patronizing but but then you know when she was caught snogging daniel in the run-up to sinead's death and there wasn't even a reaction from james there it's just like well you obviously weren't invested in that no i know you can't even pretend can you james and this was also the sophomore year for um likes of paul Bernie, Alina. What does sophomore mean? First year? No, I thought it meant the second year. Oh, second year. It's an American university term. Yeah. I think I'm right, but I might be wrong. Don't bother telling me. Don't bother. (laughs) We don't want to know. No corrections. Um, For (laughs) Paul, Bernie and Alina, who are also 2019 (laughs) characters. And I think, I mean, with all of those as well, I mean, Alina particularly is also like what she done in 2020 flounded. really floundered and it was a shame because she made such a big impression of us when she on on us when she came in but 2020 has not served her well she's she's not appearing particularly likable at the moment which is a real shame considering how sweet she was when she came in yeah um paul and bernie have they've found their feet a lot more than the Baileys and alina have i would say but that's partly to do with who the, the existing cast members that they paired them up with, obviously Gemma and and, and, and then Billy in the case of, of Paul. And I wouldn't say that either of them are, you know, now indispensable to the future success of the show or anything like that. I mean, who is? But at least I feel they kind of belong now. Yeah. it's It's been a weird, it's been a very weird... Coronation Street's always like this, though you get to know you get to be in someone's business for for months on end and then you remember that there's actually an entire cast of you know scores of other people that you haven't heard hide nor mm. hair of all year long <sighs> coronation street i'm not gonna say it's not good at balancing i don't know whether it's beneficial to really or whether it would be a better show if they gave everybody more time they sort of were more equal with it but coronation street has always been like this where you know, it feels as though you could be in the show for 10 years and have one big story. Mm. Really, couldn't you? Yeah. I d- you I'm just be, surprised actually, that Ian McLeod... You could be in the show for 10 years and not have a story at all. Yeah. I'm just surprised that Ian McLeod hasn't invested more heavily in the characters that he introduced to the programme. Because he must have had a reason. He must have had some kind of, you know... Ambitions. Decent ambitions and long-term plan for them. And, and It does and, seem and, a bit pointless to spend money on hiring people. Yeah. And then not... 
you know, make them mega important. I don't, I don't know, maybe 2021 will be the, the proving ground. But the thing and, is, you and know... And obviously COVID has made, you know, through a lot of plans for 2020 in the year. They, they've diversified their cast, which was important. Um, is it is it for diversity's sake? It feels like it at the moment. Mm. Um, but, it, you know, it's it's not really something to crow about to say, you know, here's our first black family in the year no. 20, is it 18? Or whenever it was. 2019. Was it 19? Yeah. yeah, so, you know, that was long overdue. And um, so so from that... But you can't just hire someone and go, OK, now we've got the black family in. Let's just, you know, move on. Mm, yeah. <laughs> um, Let's let's round things up a little bit here. So we we said goodbye this year to Bethany, Liz, and Ali. I don't. I I wouldn't necessarily say that any of those are particularly missed. I know it's a bit different for Liz, and she's such a huge name and a, and a classic curry matriarch. But she had been winding down an awful lot, hadn't she? Her exit has made the biggest hole, but I haven't. I haven't mega noticed her, although obviously she, she should still, have been in the Ollie story a lot more. If she'd still been in the Rovers as the as the landlady, I think you would have felt yeah her immediate her absence, absence was a, much in a much greater manner. But yeah, yeah I, I'm not gonna say I don't really mind any of those exits. That's fine. Yeah, I'm not gonna um, pine for them to uh, come back. We, we had the yeah speaking of Bethany. I mean, the other biggish story of the year was the the Daniel one and him still struggling to get over the grief of Sinead's death, which which is all right at times. It was really interesting at times, especially I thought the the idea of the twist that he was going to see Nikki and just going there to get her to dress up as Sinead. And it's weird. It was weird, but it was like freakily compelling at times, wasn't it? It's like, what what is he doing? Is this wrong? And, and we were thinking, when we're talking about on the podcast, are we supposed to be you know, on Daniel's side here, are we supposed to think he's doing right? Are we supposed to think this is kind of a bit icky and awkward? And I, I appreciated that kind of conversation that that story allowed for. It's funny because you'd think that a show like Coronation Street or any soap would be in a prime position to be able to tell stories about grief in a really realistic and, um, yeah, just a realistic way. But the trouble about it is, is that the way the story is told isn't conducive to you you sympathising with what the character is going through because we only see them. We don't hear what their thoughts are. Mm. So when you're going through grieving, the grieving process is intensely personal and, as it should be, inherently selfish because you're, you're, you're caught up in what you have lost and how you are feeling about it. And and when you're observing somebody's behaviour based on those emotions, it's it kind of difficult to sympathise, even though you were there with him when Sinead died. You've, you knew Sinead yourself. In a way, you might be feeling also grief for losing a character that you might have liked. I just think it's really, as a really interesting kind of commentary on the way soap stories are told, that it's hard to sympathise with a grieving character. Yeah, and it's a shame that Daniel hasn't necessarily come out of 2020 as a, as a likeable, relatable yeah, character. To, not, I don't want people to get the wrong impression when I say that grieving is inherently a selfish thing. It's not a negative thing at all. It's just, you know, very, you're, very obs- you're very keenly aware of your own loss and, and what you're going through. And <laughs> Daniel is one of the most self-absorbed and self-obsessed characters on the street, mm. isn't he? Really, yeah, yeah, yeah. and so him going through that was not. It didn't make him. 
come out the other side as a more likable or interesting person. Yeah, and and then to come into it and then crash into the the who bashed Adam story and him accusing everyone else, you know, like he didn't just push his dad down the stairs a couple of <laughs> yeah, years ago. Yeah. Somewhat and like he didn't just try to kiss, so, well, kiss somebody when his wife was dying. Yeah, I'd, I'd like to see a bit of a rebuilding of. I want to see a bit of Daniel self-awareness because we, for all his bloody navel we really, really loved. For all the self-absorption and self-obsession of Daniel's character, you'd think he'd have a, some kind of insight into his own personality and failings, but he doesn't seem to at all. <laughs> I mean, in some ways, that's that mirrors what Ken was like when he was well, writing his know. articles and, and criticising people back in the 60s of criticising his neighbours. In some ways, it's kind of a healthy thing to, you know, not be too aware of your own shortcomings because other people will be very quick to tell you in, in case you didn't know. Mm. Speaking of grieving, let's just let's finish this section by mourning the the passing of uh, some storylines that may have been gone and forgotten in twenty twenty. For example, um, everything the, to do with the quads. Every, I don't think that's been completely forgotten, but I'm thinking of stories like the Jade one, which was actually quite fun to watch at times. But when people look back on the year, I don't think it stands no, out in people's memories because so it happened so long ago. Fortunately, Trace's infidelity when she winds up in a bed with Paula at the beginning of the year, which was like such an awful way to start 2020. Real misfire, <laughs> whoever came up with that idea. That was but a silly idea. But that was over and done with relatively quickly just, and hasn't had any long-term consequences. That was some idea that his entire premise was incredibly insulting yeah. to, to almost everyone. Mm, yeah, oh, I've experimented, you know, I was in oh, prison you know, Tracy. You know, not every... Uh, people who are gay are definitely gay, but people that are straight are probably also gay as well. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That makes perfect saying. sense. <laughs> um, Alina Seb and uh, Emma Love Triangle got, got a couple of weeks at some point in the year. Who cared about that at the time and even remembers it now? Well, here it is, a little shout-out to you. That weird few weeks where Carla gets visited by the two people that she was in a squat with and then we turn about how turns out that one of them abused her and she was there about and what the meaning of rape is for the first time in 2020 it, but not the last it feels like that that story should have been huge but was over and done within a couple of They've weeks and again didn't Carla and her and her trauma, traumatic past and it's not this year that that happened this happened a long time ago the 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 ship has sailed for us being shocked by anything that's happened to Carla. Mm. Yeah. Carla's and... now a victim. Yeah. She t- it's, it's a shame. She could, you know, I, I, sh- lots of bad things have happened to her. And it's, you know, where do you draw the line? I don't know. Mm. I And you, you can't say that she should overcome everything because that's not realistic. And I know people who like Carla... Um, sympathise with her because they've gone through similar things and it's not down to me to say you should get over yourself but she's a fictional character yeah. so she's there to entertain as well mm. and, and I don't find her interesting anymore not at the moment, unfortunately no. what, what is entertaining this year but still a little bit forgettable mm. for me is Sally and Tim's second wedding and that, that had a lot of good I stuff like going Charlie. for it I like Charlie yeah, I, I like Charlie, oh, and she? I was surprised was that she, this she, year? she was this year, and it's then for for, for a couple of episodes, she was great. Both both she and Elaine were two kind of side characters that really came and you know made a big impression this year. And it, I don't know how long Elaine's going to stay, but yeah, Charlie, I was expecting more from. Um, but the whole thing about Sally and Tim having to get in, married again and then falling out over the Jeff story that was that was that was quite fun. And uh, now let's forget that the bigamy ever happened, maybe. Um, 
like uh, James coming out was this year the the racism episode on the on the Stephen Lawrence day. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, just feel like little blips in twenty twenty really, but wanted to give them a mention before we finished this. Good. So Shout on the out. whole, twenty twenty an all right year. Some real highs. Think, I think the Jeff and Yasmin story, which we haven't really touched on this episode because we talked about it so much the last week, um, was well deserving of the That's Champion story of the year because that's what people were talking about, wasn't it? That's what made the headlines for Curry this year. Um, there were some some other real highs, um, some important issues raised in the Ollie story, some boring weeks for sure, um, but... It, it was an okay year, I think. Good. I think it was an all right year. What's next? What Are you, are you ready to move on, that sounds yeah. like? Okay, and we've also been joined by a little cat here, so um, excuse excuse the purring. We're going to move on now to our predictions, Gemma. Yeah. Which is always a highlight of this year, and we always start these off by having a look at what our predictions for the previous year was. Gemma has been Forced. keenly... You always say that I force you to do things. <laughs> it's it's a some, I'm, we are sh- I'm sharing I'm the load. Impressed. Sharing the load. Of this I, it's a joke. I, I say it because it's a joke because, <laughs> like, you do all the work. And so as soon as you ask me to do something, I'm like, oh. Every year oh. in our predictions show, we say <laughs> what we think is going to happen in the year above and in the, in the year to come. And I was particularly pleased with my predictions last year. I don't remember all the details on them. Because you, you're the one that's been re-listening to yes. them and taking notes. So but I remember funny. that I had quite detailed predictions for what I wanted to yeah. happen. I was quite creative and imaginative. you told me not to read it all out. I made notes of every single thing that we said. And you told give me, me that Give me not... some of my predictions for this year. Remind me. So in 2019, me. you said that there will be a pandemic that takes no, over the I world. No, I didn't. From, from March onwards. And that's why we're rich now, because of all those stocks that you bought. I certainly did not. What did I say would happen in Curry in 2020? Right, so you said that Abby and Kevin would get together and you also had this like subplot that um, she's going to spend all his money and Rosie and Sophie will also spend his money and somehow Yakuza will be involved. Did I? And that, you, and that um, Kevin wanted to send Jack to Oak Hill. Oh, God, yeah. Um, Wrong. Grace dies and Michael gets Tiana and then blames Aggie. No. Um, James and Craig, who is bisexual, get into a relationship together, and oh, Dee Dee will arrive, yeah. and she will be a lesbian, and then and and Ed accepts her, so James comes out in time for Pride. Oh, well, that was kind of right, and we were both convinced Fantastic that Dee Dee was coming even back. In this, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm not, I haven't got her on my predictions for 2021, but right. Jeff tries to sell his house. True. Oh, that happens. And he dies, but at Easter. Easter, wow. Yeah. No, he, he um, held out for a lot longer than Tim that. Tim inherits Yasmin's money and um, she, he gives it back to Yasmin because obviously Jess died. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then she gives him money to get married, which kind of happened. <laughs> yeah. Um, I like this prediction that it didn't come true. Bollywood star comes to Weather High and convinces Ashes not to lighten her skin anymore and it's Nina Mandel who Dev had an affair with. Yeah. And then you also say Tara returns with Dev's 10-year-old child, which I thought was super, super, like, specifically correct in one way, in that somebody could somebody return came back with, with a 10-year-old child. child. Yeah. But it wasn't Dev's, it was Nick. No, it was Nick, so, so close. Um, Nina comes onto the street, works at the cafe. Oh, yes. You put, stop dressing like a goth. No. Which hasn't happened. Definitely not. If anything, she's gothed herself up even more. Um, Alia and Toya, she finds out about Ronan, keeps a secret from Imran and he dumps her. No, thankfully. Some bits of it. 
Um, Gary attempts to cut ties with his dark past when the body is discovered. Um, still not yet, but he's, um, he's going to kill Ali. But no. Ali definitely left. We both predicted that Ali would die and leave the show. I can't remember whether at this point last year we knew whether James Burroughs was leaving or not. It's difficult to know what we knew. I think that we, I think that we had a little inkling that James was kind of James talking Burrows about James looked really on. over being Ali pretty pretty yeah. obviously at the end of Taylor the in end 2019 yeah uh, you wrote you wanted Mavis or Curly or Irma to come back or Michelle yeah, for the 60th I didn't want Michelle to come back I Emma think I predicted and, that she would Emma and Seb get together and she gets pregnant no, no. Gemma and Chesney are quiet no Cal goes to prison no um uh, pervy Ray preys on Faye. Oh yes, there we go. I heard that one. Yep. And here is my most, um, the most impressed I've been from your go predictions. On. Leanne will have a big, big issues based story. Oh yes, that was absolutely I'll have a point spot for that. On. Thank you. What we, what about yours? What did you say? Um, Abby and Kevin will get together, which will inspire Abby to reconnect with the twins. Oh no, she waved them off to Australia. Well, she did get. She was inspired to connect to them to tell them to leave. Oh yeah, okay. Well, yeah. she did. I'm, I'm going to okay. give myself a mark a because she that. actually wanted to say goodbye to them. Um, Tori and Imran have a story, just about Ray rapes Alia. I thought, and then um, Ryan gets him, gets mad, and then he works with Gary to confront Ray. But then Ryan thinks he's killed Ray. And Gary makes him think it until Ali finds out and then Ali kills... Gary kills Ali at the end of the year. Uh, not quite. Although somebody did Ali, think that they, were, they attacked Ray with Faye bashing yeah. Adam on the head, but uh, okay. I, I can't I've give you a point. Carla that, tries to work at the factory. Yes. yes. Nina works at the cafe. Yes. Bernie works as a nurse. Yes, but she, I thought she'd work at the medical centre, but she didn't. Um, Daniel confesses his feelings to Bethany. Yes, um, I've, kind got, of. I've got Jenny's old husband returns and causes trouble. Really? Oh, that was pretty close. The fact that we have that old stepdaughter. <laughs> yeah, pretty close. Uh, I'll give you a point for that. Um, Claudia wants to travel the world. Ken wants to join her, but then backs out at the last minute because he doesn't want to leave the street. That was quite good as well. It's kind of similar. You're in. You're you're circling the drain there. Well, how about this? One of Gemma's babies gets sick. Death. <laughs> Yeah. Um, Jeff will goad Yasmin into shoving him and puts her in prison. Did you say that? Yeah. You have you, you beaten me with your predictions for last year. That's, this is good. Grace is revealed to be a wrong Yes. Leaves baby with Michael. No. no. <laughs> and the final one, which I still kind of wish would happen, um, is that Summer will be Gre- the Greta Thunberg of Weatherfield. Uh, no, she not still could yet. do and I also wanted Jan to come back and marry Eileen and Jim mm, to come yeah. back and Emma to be completely aghast at her granddad <laughs> but that didn't happen I, I think I think you should be quite proud of those traditions thank you very much I, I thought I, like, a lot of them came semi-true I tried really hard to be realistic and um, the predictions I wrote for this year uh, I, have, I have gone the other way with them yeah I mean I'm not I've, I've had another look at my predictions because I wrote them last week, I had another look this evening. I thought then there's not much there that's too exciting. Sadly, last year I think my predictions were a, lo- a little bit more fleshed out. Yeah, so this year I've I've not done that quite so much. Can I can I do my predictions first? I got yeah. a mirror on the iPad, so um, you need to send me these predictions so that I don't have to write this out next year. Yeah, I know. Well, I've got the current. I mean, 
production wise i've said that cory carries on production through covid so we, we found out this week that it's that all of tv is exempt from the new lockdown rules anyway everyone's exempt. Um, but we're still going to get we're not going to see very many of the old guard maybe rita's going to go off to cartmel again to see uh to see mavis mm-hmm. um boris has said that he thinks that things should maybe get back to normal around Easter time. So I'm going to say that filming restrictions are eased up around Easter and that is just in time for Britain's Got Talent Week because that's when they start filming Britain's Got Talent Week at Easter time. So I think if if it all turns up nicely... Easter's like the beginning of April. Yeah, we we could potentially get something nice and juicy... Britain's Got Talent Week, if we get Britain's Got Talent Week, I mean, we'll, we'll get the week whether we get Britain's Got Talent or not. Yeah, I was going to say. So, so that's that one. Everybody um, knows we've become severely untalented as a nation since <laughs> lockdown. We've had all this time to practice our new skills, We've just though. been getting fat, haven't we? Um, I'm still buckling down on the Toya and Imran Foster and R. Kelly story. <laughs> I think that... I can't. I, I think I, I read somebody else giving that I idea quit. first. I, I don't keep happens. this. But um, I, I think that that could still happen. It feels like it's, it would fit very neatly because it would mean that Imran would get involved in the court case about her dad's murder as well, potentially. And then, so he would be the one that takes down Gary, which also means he's maybe knowingly, maybe not knowingly, taken down his sister's killer in the bargain as well because he'd be taking vengeance right. for, for Rana getting flattened in the, in the factory roof disaster. Yeah. Um, maybe again, maybe that could be the Britain's Got Talent Week one because Kelly's seventeenth birthday is happening late May, um, so it, it could tie in nicely there. I think I still reckon we're going to see big things for the Allahans. I don't necessarily know what that's going to mean, but we do have the twin sixteenth birthday coming up in a couple of weeks, so maybe things will start to kick off then. I think maybe Ardy could possibly get a bit violent. We saw a streak of that last year when he was beating up the kid outside the, the Victoria Garden. So he's going to be really trying to protect his sister from Corey, who is still going to be, you know, full-on wrong next year. I think maybe Corey could have it off with Kelly, potentially. Because uh, they're both kind of nasty pieces of work in <laughs> some ways. Um, and, and I think that, yeah, Corey could, you know, cheat on Asher with Kelly. Um, God, that sounds so... No surprises with Ray's plans. It's not going to work. It's going to fall apart pretty quickly. And I think, sadly, it will be quickly forgotten about. I think we're, we're, it feels like we're almost gearing up for the climax now. And when we're recording this on Tuesday at the moment. Um, so so some of what we're saying now might well have even happened by the time this comes out at the yeah. weekend. But it, it feels to me like, yeah, people will quickly forget about Ray's plans once he is inevitably thwarted. Um Possibly Newton and Ridley might want to buy the old brewery building off of Nuttles, which could see, and this is maybe more of a wish than a prediction, a return for Henry. Oh, <laughs> yes, please. Hello. Um, I think Debbie may be out by the end of the year. I'm, I'm not expecting her to still be a, uh, a cast member by, by the end of 2021. Um, I think Claudia isn't going to be interested in buying the salon back because she's still living up at Stillwater. So maybe Audrey will buy that from her. So it will go back to Audrey's um, place. Maria and David go into business together at Trimmer North. Um, and, and I still think that the, the Daisy getting pregnant with, with David's uh, son or daughter, possibly. So maybe Shona's thrown David out by this point and then he's getting a bit close to Maria. I don't think that he's necessarily going to get together with Maria. I don't want to see that, but you know, maybe people could want, start wondering about that again. 
Um, I think eventually Todd will end up bedding Billy, which is, seems to be where he's going yeah. for at the moment. Eventually, is I mean, it's not going to last. Billy will, you know, see the light and go back to Paul, um, who will take him back, even though he really, really shouldn't. Uh, and and I think maybe this could be at last the first gay wedding on Coronation Street. Paul and Billy, watch this space. Sail <laughs> end of twenty twenty one. Meanwhile, on the Todd front, I think that James may get the hots for Todd. I don't know whether Todd's going to be particularly interested in James. I don't think he's really his type. I don't think they're intellectual equals, perhaps. But I think Todd might give it a punt because of all that sweet football cash that he might be able True. to get his hands I on. I mean, you only have to look at how much they sell tickets at the Weatherfield Football Grounds for to work out. They must all be on lots of yeah. cash. I think if they do get together, I think an interesting twist might be if James ends up dumping Todd because Todd will think that he's, you know, the one, the the the... The, the top dog the the one with all the power the one who's kind of leading this relationship but he's going to get spectacularly dumped by James in some kind of you know outburst of um I, I, he's going to come into his own and realize that Todd's just using him basically yeah and then and then Todd's maybe gonna after that start um to try and brew up the whole gay footballer story again and get James's name you know or could oh. cause some kind of scandal there in revenge for Evil. being dumped by James. Um, change of opinion about what I had been talking about, what I had previously thought about the Johnny story, I think that maybe, and this came out when we were talking about Tina last week for YouTube, I think that Johnny will get sent down to prison and he's going to get in all kinds of bother with Rob Donovan while he's in there. <gasps> That's great. And we've already had in the past Johnny visiting Robin prison and getting blackmailed by him. So I think that bringing back Mark Bayless to be with Johnny in prison could be quite exciting. And I'm seeing something a bit like, you know, when Jim McDonald was in prison and he was the landlord and he was, you know, the big boss in prison and Peter was, you know, having to kowtow to him. I think we might have something like that where Fine. Rob... Donovan is is a, a now a big name in the men's prison, and Johnny, little weak MSE Johnny, has has got to bow and scrape to to Rob. I think that could be quite exciting. Meanwhile, Daisy is meddling back at, with Jenny and trying to get her to move on, possibly onto Steve, who you know he Steve could we want to be brought in to give some landlord landlordly advice with the actual landlord away in prison maybe Jenny's struggling a little bit and 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 Daisy's like oh you and Steve should get together and obviously that's going to incur the wrath of Tracy somewhat which Rob finds out about and think that's amazing that his you know ex squeeze is now potentially being broken up so he tries to inst- he tries to stir that more by getting Johnny to dump Jenny which will maybe push Jenny and Steve closer. What Jenny will resist, about? though. And the couple manage to get through it in a united front. Basically, what I'm saying is, I think that hope that this year, finally, the Rovers will, may get more time in the spotlight, avoiding all of these, you know, tier four restrictions and everything. This I is, I think this is the year now. for the Johnny, Jenny, Renaissance, Johnny in prison, Rob Donovan in prison. That's probably one of my most... <laughs> Most detailed predictions there, so okay. almost certainly not likely to happen. I do like the idea of of Rob being involved from prison. I yeah. like that. I've not seen any, you know, snifters of that, but you never know. I tell you what, though, Gary's the person who's actually in prison at the moment. It'd be really fun to see him and yeah, maybe. Rob. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Nick and Leanne going to get back together again, maybe married yet again. <laughs> um, I think that maybe, you know, Nasha's going to... Nasha? Natasha? <laughs> 
<laughs> Natasha's going to end up Nasha. coming to a sticky end, you know, falling off the top of the London Eye or something. Yeah. So Leanne's going to agree to take Sam in. As a publicity stunt to open her new salons. So I think it's going to be Nick, Leanne, Sam and Simon. Simon's going to go off the rails, get jealous of all the attention that Sam's getting. But, you know, Simon's going to turn 18 this summer. So Taking he is going to be off. out of here. Um, maybe when Natasha falls off the London Eye, she's going to land on top of Violet as well, which means that Dylan has to come and live with Sean permanently. <laughs> there's so, yeah, there, there's a, a very small... Because um, you you really wanted there to be some kind of natural disaster, didn't you? Yeah. A very localised natural disaster in London that kills off yeah, Violet, Violet and, and, Natasha, and Natasha. Two birds with one stone. <laughs> Hot new couple, Emma and Craig. They're going to try and capture some of that Curly and Raquel magic, you oh. know, the, the sweet, shy nerd and the, and the beautiful, um, voluptuous barmaid. Well, also, you know, Ashley and Maxine was, was similar. Um, but things are going to get difficult when either Amy or Simon get in trouble with in the police. That there's going to be there's going to be something with the, with the teens and 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 uh, Amy and Simon and Asher and Adi and. Um, Kelly, they're going to get embroiled in something, and so things will get difficult between Emma and Craig when, when either yeah, with either Amy and Simon get caught in trouble with the police. I think Craig's going to be, you know, leaking information left, right, and centre like a holy hose, um, and Emma <laughs> is unable to stop blabbing, and uh, eventually, yeah, Craig will get an official warning that has been long overdue. I that think he's seems get, the most unrealistic. Going to get pulled up by his bootstraps. Um, that's not what that means. Oh no, it's not, is it? He's going to get. He's going to get in trouble. <laughs> Nina and Daniel are going to hook up after it turns out that oh, she's no. just as obsessed with the dead as he is. Uh, she's too sensible. She's see right, right through Daniel, and if she doesn't, I'm disappointed <laughs> in her. Um, possibly a fairly obvious prediction: Eileen and George to get it on. It feels like it's going that oh, way. Yeah. Um, also, Devon Burney drunken hookup. He's and that's gonna form. that's gonna make things all kind of awkward for Chesney and Gemma. Um, what with you know with, with with them working for Dev. Oh, okay. Um, and and maybe Tim's going to spy on them when he's back on his window cleaning round. He's going to be doing oh, the yeah. windows up at number seven one day, and he's going to see Bernie in in Dev's bed. Oh. Yeah, it'll happen. Okay. Um, Fizz loses her job at the furniture store because Gary's going to get arrested. I mean, he's going to take the rap for this Faye thing. It looks like. Um, hard times here again for Fizz and Tyrone, and they are still going to completely forget they ever got engaged. Um, Alina's going to leave. I think that we're not going to see any more her. Maybe some kind of post-Brexit drama. Jim and Liz to return for a final story together. Jim dies. Liz jets off for good. And Aww. final final prediction: the sinkhole is quietly forgotten about. <laughs> Um, they are my predictions for 2021. Like yeah, some of those were pretty good, I reckon. Oh, some of them were pretty good. High yeah, yeah, we'll wait till you hear mine. <laughs> now, bear in mind, I wrote this on the 30th of December, and now we're on the 5th of January, and some of them have already happened. I did have to edit some of my predictions before we recorded today. <laughs> so, I've written, the ascendant of Adam turns out to be Faye, but Gary goes to jail to cover for her. Already happens, doesn't count. Adam realises so many people hate him and leaves the street. That's oh, right, I predict Adam's going to leave. Faye eventually confesses she attacked Ray, but he's fallen down the sinkhole and the police suddenly can't hear her properly and everyone forgets about it. <laughs> okay. Grace and Michael have a baby girl and she wants to make a go of it. 
Aggie is aghast, but Michael wants to, to help. Well, I haven't said about what's going to happen about Grace's baby with motion predictions. Interesting. Grace is killed in a bicycle accident and Michael has to raise the baby. He starts dating Alina and they raise the baby together. Oh, yeah, Michael and Alina. Michael yeah. and Alina, yeah. Yeah, the factory love romance blossoming, yeah. All right. Bernie starts a new business with Michael where they make their own lip balm from beeswax, but they get stung and Michael's baby is allergic to bee stings and has to be rushed to hospital. <laughs> I love that. That's yeah. great. <laughs> Ryan and Alia. Of course. Ryan and Alia clash over the drama. No, Ryan and Alia clash after the drama of Yasmin's situation is over because she has a strong work ethic and he just wants to enjoy life. Mm-hmm. Going back to your beekeeping thing, I tell you the best place to raise your, to have your beehives and coronations. Victoria Street. Gardens. No, no, no. I, I, I'm thinking, um, you know, the the viaduct that's next to the Rovers, the one that when you yeah. go into the prop store and then you come out and then you can oh, look yeah. over the street. This is a perfect little flat there. bit of um, yeah. Yeah, I'd say fine. Well, that's where it will be. Um, yes, yeah, so Ryan and Alia. Now they don't have this to unite them. This yeah. distress. They kind of clash. She tries to get him a real job because she says working for her is causing tension. Eventually, they break up and she starts dating Daniel because they're both annoying. <laughs> oh, dear. Both Ag- intellectuals. Aggie gets PTSD from working on COVID patients. Ed wants to move house to a bigger place because they have money. Because that's why they moved away to start with. Yeah. Aggie says she wants to stay because of how great the community is. Oh, have, have feel good. Yang comes back. And asks Eileen to marry him. She, she agrees because she says life is too short. She's then shocked to hear that Jan wants her to move to Poland. So oh, that's kind of like what happened that's with... That's a bit like with Evelyn and Arthur yeah. just this week, isn't it? She, she travels there with him to see his family and tries to cook the local dishes, serving them to Sean, who thinks they're disgusting. <laughs> she and Jan decide not to live in Poland. George is upset she's got a new man and tries to woo her back. He challenges Jan to a fight and Jan tries to put him off because he knows he'll win. The fight goes ahead and George is psyched up but Eileen calls it off and tells them both to grow up. She decides to go out with George and Jan starts dating Gail. Gail and Eileen have another fight in the street. I love that. I really want to see that happen. That sounds amazing. (laughs) Jan's back fighting over Eileen. Eileen versus Gail again. Yes, please. And and cabbage rolls. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. Um, James leaves Weatherfield because he has a contract in London to play football professionally. Oh, so sad. Yeah, I think I think James and Adam will leave next year. That's my prediction. Okay. Dee arrives. She's been living a lie in Chicago and doesn't want her parents to know her life was fake. She overstayed her tourist visa and can't ever go back. Ooh. Because in my mind... We, over the past, like ever since the Bailey's turned up, we've been hyping Dee Dee in our minds. We'd be like, Dee Dee's going to come, she's going to be amazing, she's going to be fantastic. Yeah, 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 yeah. Now, a twist on the idea that has never even been in the show, she's actually not that good at all and it's all a big fake lie and she's like a con artist. Yeah. Um, Ray goes ahead with the demolition but the residents try to stop him. Abby leaves the charge but gets overexcited and gets arrested. Kevin disowns Ab- Debbie but they reconcile before she leaves the street. Ray's plans don't go ahead when the sink car was revealed to have done too much damage. He is recorded admitting he caused it and has to pay to have it fixed, bankrupting him. He eventually dies by falling in the sink hole. <laughs> Ke- Kevin and Abby get married and she gets pregnant. Ooh. Now, how about that? Now, that would Abby be... Abby pregnancy. Yes, yes. I, I, I'm excited by that idea because that would definitely... Try again. Dredge up some, Fourth child. Some emotions... Um, Johnny's court case is let off 
Okay. It's fine due to bad health. The mother of the guy who died is furious. Johnny cont- contemplates taking his life, but looks at Aiden's picture and changes his mind. He tells Jenny he needs to move on and all of his health problems mysteriously disappear. Oh, I like that link back to Aiden. Yeah, yeah. I still think I prefer my idea of Johnny and Rob in the slammer together, but <laughs> yeah, I, either of those good. would be good for me. Um, Leanne becomes depressed and withdrawn. Toya and Imran, Imran foster an older child who causes trouble on the street. Kelly. They have to discipline them and they run away. The pair search everywhere except Victoria Gardens. <laughs> <laughs> the kid is found by Roy, who dispenses words of wisdom. However, the kid ends up getting into drugs and plants some on Imran as revenge <sighs> for him being so strict. Imran faces being disbarred. Toy is firm but forgiving. <laughs> <laughs> um, Corey and Asher finally break up because he is an odious scumbag. Nina and Asher start dating. Oh, are you going there? You oh, are I going think there. They're going to go there. Daisy moves in full time. She starts chasing after men. She hits on Ryan and Michael. Yeah. Paul splits Paul and... No, Billy splits... No, that's not right. Todd splits Paul and Billy up and dates Paul. Oh, so you're getting him a date in a hard and going out with Billy. Billy wins Paul back and they get married. Oh, both of us predicting the marriage of Billy and Paul then. Gemma's vlogging takes off and she starts to get sponsors. Chesney thinks they're compromising their ethics again, and so they <laughs> sacrifice two of the children to the ancient gods in return for a good harvest. That'd be really useful as well, wouldn't it? Because we always thought that four was like, not sustainable. Thin the herd. For the show. Ardy decides he wants to be a rocket scientist or a cricketer. <laughs> Getting a bit more out there with your predictions I got, now, I, I started to get bored at this point. Um, Clayton tries to meet Shona again. Oh, God. She tells him to get lost and says David and the kids are more important to her than he is and doesn't deserve her. He gets annoyed, tries to attack her and dies. Yes, please. Ken tries to write another book, can't think of title, gives up. (laughs) That's like me. (laughs) Liz comes back to the street to cause drama and leaves with Jim to go and live in Ireland. Oh, okay. So we both have Jim and Liz getting back together in this one. But my eye are Jim getting killed off. Peter gets incredibly sick and keeps drinking, eventually getting hospitalised and going into a coma. Simon gets run over by a canal boat and they give his liver to Peter. Peter is upset (laughs) when he wakes up and says he doesn't deserve it and starts drinking again, so Carla slaps him to death. Right. Paula tells everyone she's not a real lawyer and she and Dr Gaddis just printed their qualifications off the internet. (laughs) They're actually a power lesbian couple and con artists, but they have also been ordained by the internet to be priests and therefore they can marry Billy and Paul. They do so in a touching ceremony in Victoria Gardens just as the police, Craig, close in, but they escape just in time. I love that. Sally tells Tim they need to put in a swimming pool, so they try to buy David's house, which already has a hole in it. She gets really excited about having an annex, but Tim puts her off by saying she won't have a conservatory. She asks Tim whether or not he used to have a horse, and he's shocked because he forgot about it. <laughs> You've gone crazy with these, and I'm loving it. When he, when he goes to the stables, the horse is dead. <laughs> and he gets, arrest- he gets arrested for animal abuse. <laughs> Nina boycotts him in his window cleaning business and follows him around smearing fake blood on the windows after he's washed it. (laughs) He agrees to adopt a Great Dane from the shelter in order to make amends and she accepts this. Sophie comes back at Christmas with a new wife. What? Yasmin reopens the community centre and starts a group for women who were abused. 
Your story, your story, your predictions I've have gone, gone, more I've gone serious back to now. being normal again. You've gone back to, yeah, this could happen. Elaine gives Tim closure and goes to open a slam poetry and bakery shop on the Isle of Man. <laughs> and finally, Ian McLeod will leave. Yes, I was going to say about that. Is this the year that Ian McLeod is going to leave? I mean, judging by the timing of you know, his predecessors, the, the clock's ticking, isn't it? Mm-hmm. And You've been saying... Almost as soon as the poor man started, that he was going to leave after the 60th. Yeah, and it, it, at the moment it seems like, you know, there's no end in sight. And it, it feels like, you know, in, in these unprecedented times, that they want some kind of stability Stitching. at the top I of Coronation I think it would make Street, sense but... to keep him in place. And I certainly think if I was a producer, I wouldn't want to leave during... In the middle of this. Yeah, I think yeah, he'd feel that like some kind of... through the storm. Of, yeah. So well, there's the prediction. But at the very end of the year, you think he's going to go? Yeah. Okay, lovely. Oh dear, the cat's just... The cat's just come again. She's, have you got any predictions here, Abby? No, I just want to no. come and cuddle up. Right, we just finished this episode off with some predictions from the listeners because we did put a post a, a post out, a plea on our Facebook group to um, have some listener suggestions. So let's take it in turns here with uh, a few predictions. Paula, no, Paula, Paula has said that Gary and Sarah are going to get back together. Oh! Not, not, not unlikely to happen. I suppose it depends on how whether Gary's going to last the year out. I mean, did either of us say whether we think that he's going to be gone by the end of the year? Is he going to get, Gary, you know, is he no. going to meet Soap Justice? Gary, Gary seems it's too slippery. I think Corey doesn't realise that, you know, you're not allowed to kill somebody if they were mean. I, I said that Imran's going to be involved in taking him down, so I, I think maybe... I don't know whether these are predictions or just ideas, really, but anyway, that's Paula's. Andrew's got loads. He says, a new landlord and landlady for the Rovers, Jenny moves down to the bistro after Ray is finally sent packing. Oh, OK. Gary is still not facing his comeuppance and Moira... Maria is back. Alas, not Moira. Doit- doting on his every word. Carla and Peter leave. It's about time, and this time, it's for good. <laughs> Shona quietly just becomes old Shona, and I'm bored by her again. <laughs> Muddy Waters Creek becomes a COVID vaccination centre mar- managed by Norris in his Commonwealth Games tracksuit. <laughs> Brilliant. Uh, Dev gains in significance and ends up romancing a lady of the street. Let's say Abby. Boy, Bernie. that would be fun. <laughs> Bernie, tell you, it's going to happen. Natalie Horrocks returns briefly and is reunited with Kevin before realising he's still wearing that purple jacket. Sally slaps her again just to, just because. I love these. Um, Sally's given her own storyline, but she, Gail, Yasmin and Elaine also struck up a fabulous friendship group full of scenes of them having joyous moments. Oh, that sounds lovely. I like that idea. Denise returns to see Daniel. Oh, yeah. He's Denise did say she wanted to come back. He is horrified by his mother moving in, but they eventually form an interesting pairing in their three-generation flat. Roy is caught up in some kind of criminal activity, maybe drug-related. It's intriguing. Liz and Jim returned. Hey! As, as the aforementioned new landlord and landlady. Oh, okay. And enjoy a short but drama-filled tenure, ending with them both setting sail to Ireland. Good. Liz hands Steve and Tracy the keys. Oh, interesting. Okay, that's, that's some nice predictions there. Rob, I like that. Is Jim from Ireland or Northern, from Northern Ireland? Ireland? Okay, I'm Northern Ireland. Okay, yeah. um, okay. But he, but just to be sure, let's there. just just be clear. Just because you're from Northern Ireland, 
You can still go to Ireland. You can. It's okay. You certainly can. Apparently, I've heard um, it. Les has said, I predict that Dee Dee Bailey will move onto the street. She'll become friends with Daisy. Oh. oh, yeah, that could be a good pairing. I also predict that either Todd or Paul, or maybe even Billy, will make a play for James Bailey. Oh, see, that's what I was saying about Todd and Brandy James. Bailey. Also, Hope will bully Sam, but Ruby will befriend him. Oh, I bet she would think, as well. I think oh, Ruby's a bit a too terror. young to want to be friends with, uh, with Sam. I think, but... No, I think younger children want to be friends with older children but it's not the other way around oh i hope we get to see ruby soon she's not been in it since lockdown ruby idolizing sam maybe i haven't seen her for a long time it's she been, might I mean, it's been over six months since we've like seen ruby Max. so nancy says leanne will open up a new restaurant with toya nick and leanne will get married okay yeah. shannon says johnny goes away for a while leaving jenny and day <laughs> is this prison or just you know on holiday just off. leaving jenny and daisy to run the rovers leanne and peter get together Oh, Aww. gosh, not again. Simon will be that revealed. That would be awkward with Toya, though. It would, yeah. Simon will be revealed to be Adam's attacker. Uh, no, uh, I did, by the way, take these from Facebook over a That's week okay. ago. That's as okay. As well as the person who stole the roof collapse report and hid it under Nick's bed. <laughs> the report. <laughs> what about the report? Adi and Asher make an appearance, much to everyone's surprise, because we haven't seen them in months. Grace is released due to compassionate COVID concerns and moves in with the Baileys while Grace is already out there as well. It is revealed that who everybody thought was Summer was actually a con artist <laughs> posing as her. It started I love it. as a joke, but can't believe her own dads didn't realise she left a teenager and returned a fully grown woman so they just went with, she just went with it Daniel gets a job just kidding he's content to live off Bertie's beard oil money as done as um as produced by Carla of course apparently Dodie the quads are aged up by to five by the end of next year one gets temporarily kidnapped but returned by Craig next Christmas oh, don't bother Craig just chuck it in the canal I assume it wasn't Craig that kidnapped <laughs> Maybe Craig gets bored by the lack of crime on Corrie and starts committing his you own crimes. You can never crimes. get bored by the lack of crime on Corrie. Gail falls in love with a new man, normal so far. Mm-hmm. Shona gets some memory back but stays quirky. I think she will start to remember a few things. I think, I think she's going to have spots. There's definitely patches. a difference, though, between your memory and your personality. Yeah. I think she will remember things but she will not change her personality because I think they like Shona the way that she is now, the writers. I mm. think they like writing for her. Gary fights with Maria and compares her to the Tin Man. If only she had a brain. Maria... Um, tin Man was the heart. Uh, what, who's the one? Scarecrow. That... Okay. <laughs> Maria is comforted by Craig and she falls madly in love with him, much to Beth's horror. Oh, wow. <laughs> Cougar. A new family comes into town, featuring two older best friends who are widows in their 70s. Huge gossips. Oh, like lots of humour in these ladies. And one of their sons is in, in his mid-40s gay. The old ladies constantly try to find a partner for their lad, but tend to try to push him into the straight guys into town instead and explaining to them why they should turn gay. <laughs> I love the idea of the old little women going, are you sure you're not gay? Because being straight is dull. I, I, I like that. I, I wonder what Evelyn would think of these two. Oh, she'd probably be enemies, clutching at her throat. Gary ends up in jail. Okay. Rebecca, she's, she's given Written an essay. tons. Johnny yeah. gets let off with a Ooh, suspended sentence here, yeah. due to some new evidence from Scott coming to light and he and Jenny go back to normal. <laughs> However, he and Daisy have spats but Jenny can't see Denny's, Daisy's meddling. I can see whatever, whatever it is that Daisy's getting up to this year, Jenny is not going to realise at all, no. I think. However, she eventually sees the light and Jenny has to choose. Emma gets involved with Steve's charity work. Yeah, we totally didn't um, talk about anything to do with Steve, did we? Well, I didn't. Um, did I talk about Steve? Yeah, I said that Steve was going to be 
uh, pushed together with Jenny, didn't they? Oh, I think he's going to... I think I like the idea of him doing charity work. It'd be cool if he ran the London Marathon and then they kind of photoshopped him in to the footage <laughs> and like, had the Queen give him a medal. Peter and Carla make up. However, it's Rocky. Carla then proposes. Oh, Adam realises that Sarah was the one who bashed him. Uh-uh. But keeps quiet about it. And then, then they reunite and Adam blackmails her to keep quiet. Ooh. Gary is then charged. However, the guilt eats away at Sarah. And on the evening of Gary's trial, she confesses to David. I like that. Alas, it can't happen. Tracy changes Preston's petals to another name. Great. Oh, yeah. That's, that's overdue, isn't it? I'd forgotten I about that. I think it would be a bit mean now. There was a point at which I was super, super into them changing all the names. But because he's dead. It's a tribute. Amy reflects about her own abortion when Asha falls pregnant. Ed dies. Fly me. I know. James and Sean get close after James gets talking to Sean whilst he and Michael are doing their Avon delivery makeup. They start a secret affair and is eventually found out and James announces he's gay. Michael I thought continue- he already did. I don't know who knows. I honestly, uh, not a clue. Michael continues his sales and does that full time. He also takes over his baby when something happens to Grace. The bicycle accident. London Eye. Chesney falls in debt trying to give Gemma the best wedding ever, but they have a big comedy one anyway. Maybe July time. That's a really good point, actually. I can just see them having a Vicar of Dibley-style ridiculous wedding. Oh, gosh. That somehow manages to completely irritate me, even though I should actually find it funny and charming. Bernie starts her own lost and found. Ooh. Oh yeah, she's got skills. And I can ima- yeah, I can imagine her going around. No, you don't around. need to bring me things that you've found. I do take, that myself. I just take it out your bag and send it back to you. <laughs> I found it. I found it. <laughs> Asha falls pregnant after sleeping with Corey on her sixteenth birthday. Oh no! She keeps the baby but doesn't know Corey is re- having a relationship with Ardy. Dun dun dun! What? <laughs> she finds out about Ardy and Corey and goes into labour, but the baby is okay. okay. However, Des disowns Ardy. Shona falls pregnant too. Oh no! See, Ardy was I mean, saying hooray. a few weeks ago, oh, I've got this girlfriend, wasn't he? Like, was he just, you know, was he trying to make it up to try and hide the fact that he's actually gay? See, there's lots Ooh. of lots of pregnancy um, things here. I'm going to come, I'm going to say, I think Faye's pregnant. Oh, Faye, again, the problem with characters being pregnant well, we at know, the moment. We know that she, she's got form. Yeah, <laughs> form for being pregnant. That's what they say when you go to the um, fertility clinic and you've already had a child. They say, uh-huh. well, you do have form. I think it's it's a bit tricky characters being pregnant at the moment because they the actors with the current restrictions can't hold their baby, as we saw They're with gonna... Toya and Imran with the, yeah. with the crib on Christmas Day. So it might be hard. I think nine months is enough time for them to be able to come up with either a plastic baby or a real baby. I mean... Or say... Come on, Can you actor, just get just, pregnant for this role? Yeah, just for this. How much you, do you, you want to be? You keep the baby be? afterwards. We're not going to stick it in a box in the prop cupboard. We're not telling you you have to get pregnant, but we are just questioning your commitment at this stage. It's going to be difficult. <laughs> Method acting, darling. Yasmin <laughs> and Elaine strike up a friendship and Elaine moves into number six after Ryan and Alia move out. Yeah. Are they even there? I thought they were living with Admin and Toya. It doesn't matter. Ryan also buys into Speed Dial and him and Alia Ooh. take it over. Oh, yeah, 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 I can see that. Natasha returns, but we'll just pop in and out to co parent Sam. And this will either be Ian McLeod's last year or he will announce he'll leave in 2022. Ooh. 
Right, Darren says, Nick will end up owning the bistro again after Ray leaves. Possibly. That's a good point. I hadn't yeah, thought about yeah. what will happen when he leaves. Um, Gemma Chesney, oh, this is Penny. Gemma Chesney and the quads move to Blackpool where Gemma becomes a television presenter. <laughs> Paul remains in Weatherfield and occasionally visits them and brings news of how happy they Not are. Not too frequently, though. And, and Penny adds, this is wishful thinking. I don't want them to die, but it's unsustainable to film four minor children. Whoever thought quads was a good plot point forgot about that. It probably, I mean, Ian McLeod, it was Ian McLeod's idea, it must have been, and he's like, not my problem, yeah. I'm leaving. I know, totally. <laughs> Adam, um, Abby says, Dr. Gallus retired, rehires, not retired, retired Toya. <laughs> Toya, you're not helping anyone. <laughs> <laughs> not even yourself. Dr. Gallus rehires Toya to deal with all the COVID psychological issues. Mm. Oh, timely, topical. Much better than having her flog ladies' underwear. Leanne and Yasmin both desperately need therapy, but of course Toya can't help her sister. Lee's ther- therapist becomes Billy's new, quite res- reasonable love interest after Paul proved to be too rough and Todd too slimy. Of course, Leanne and Nick get back together. Of course, Natasha meets her maker. Of course, Sam moves in. But Yasmin's path back to good mental health and shedding her jiggly ghost will be hard <laughs> work and good drama. And she and Dr. Gaddis become gal pals. Ted dies and leaves the bulk of his estate to Gail. Oh, I love you, Ted. <laughs> I like that because he's still alive and kicking somewhere isn't he and do you know what it was really sad listening to Nick and David this week trying to boot Gail to to each other and I was thinking is Gail really at at this stage in her life and she has no assets to her name and she's basically homeless I know that really doesn't feel right she needs a cash injection from Ted yeah she buys the bistro as an investment, but during the refit has an accident that miraculously returns her to her pre-stairs full intelligence. Suddenly interesting, she begins to make non-plat friends and has no idea what to do with them. <laughs> Love it. Faye, Summer, Simon, Sam, Jack, Joseph, Ardy and Asher will form a dead mum's club. <laughs> Amy is left out as the only kid with two living biological parents. But an accident abroad make Dylan the newest member. I think these uh... are great. Adam, Sarah, Gary and Maria, I really don't care, do you? Uh, <laughs> Gary no. finally gets his comeuppance. Ken and Ed become regular pub buddies. A 21st century, Ina and Minnie. Oh, they're great predictions there, Abby. I love that. Well done. Uh, Briante says, my predictions of 2021. Faye and Craig will break up over her sleeping with Ray. And Craig and Nina will hook up. Huh? Oh. Huh? Elaine will become a fixture on the street. Hopefully the Baileys actually get more focus in the new year. And not only to tell a social story... Grace probably will get out on good behaviour and Michael will reluctantly take her into the Bailey's house, much to Aggie and Egg's chagrin. Aggie and, uh, and Ed, yes. not Egg. Aggie and Aggie. Aggie, <laughs> Aggie Kelly will get more involved in the mystery of her father. Some of this is already happening. As Gary's time on the street dwindles down, Tyrone and Fizz eventually set a date for the wedding. Jenny's ex-husband will come to town if and when Johnny leaves for a while to come in between Jenny's marriage, along with Daisy, who wants her father and Jenny back <gasps> together. Oh. Ooh, maybe that's her motivation. Very interesting. I didn't think about that. We may have may well see Mr. Midgley. Well done. Shona becomes pregnant and Asher might have a pregnancy scare. Good. Yeah, I didn't think about Asher being pregnant, but it feels like it could be a bit inevitable the way things well, are going, especially with Corey pressurising. Corey her. is, and the fact her birthday is yeah. coming up. I quite like the idea of Craig and Nina together because she's a bit of an artist as well, isn't she? So it would be um, a bit like when he was going out with, you know. Yeah, that one. That one. What was that? The, the one that we really liked for yeah. all of six months that she the was one in. Was, it. was the you daughter know. of what's her, his face? Yeah, Paddy McGuinness. That's it. Right. Finally. 
Navdeep says, Sam turns out to be a demon child, an associate of Ray. <laughs> Together they hatch an unstoppable plan to take over the whole of Coronation Street. Sam also tricks Granny Gale into getting a rocket that takes her to the moon. <laughs> Nick will have to come up with a master plan to get her back to Earth. Oh, I love that. That's so good. Oh, I think some you, of those everybody. predictions are more likely than others Some people were being serious and, and some people were being silly. But I Speak think of for everybody, Navdeep came up with the most sensible suggestion. Gale goes to the moon yeah. on Sam's rockets. Yeah. Why not? Um, now, does this not prove that for all that we complain about Coronation Street and its unrealistic storylines, some of us should definitely not be in charge <laughs> of storylining this show? I think between us... I think between us we've made a pretty good show. I, well I done, think we, like, we, yeah, we need to band together and do you know, a work experience there or yeah. something on the storylining well, team. Just invite us in for a bit of a spitballing session. I remember one of the things that I wanted to do if Coronation Street was going to come off air... In last in the last year was like do fantasy coronation street oh, yeah, and you? Uh, come up with ideas about what could actually be happening in the show and I think that um, I think we could do that. Oh, these could fill the gaps. We could definitely do a parallel coronation street in twenty twenty one with these these ideas because maybe of these we up. should just form you know a business together and try and make another coronation street yeah. and try and woo the actors over to us. Yeah, parallel show. Yeah. Yeah. Why not? Fight the actual coronation street. We've got we've got a little bit of startup money with our old Patreon cash coming in. I don't know who we can hire with that, but I think some people would probably do anything. <laughs> right, and, and that is it. We have reached the end of our predictions podcast, and I hope you can see now why we decided to put this in a podcast on its own rather than tagging it along to the end of the conversation street awards. I think that was a really nice rundown of the year. And to look forward to 2021. Yeah, very satisfying that was, Jake. Yeah, loved it, loved it. So, um, hope you hope guys you enjoyed, enjoyed listening it. to Listeners, it. Let's do write in if you've got any more predictions or thoughts about our predictions or any yeah. other bits about 2020 that you can't believe we that mention. we didn't mention. You, know, you, you, know, you we're want talking to give for it a, a shout out. Yeah, and um, yeah, you enjoyed this podcast in 2020. I wouldn't mind. Yeah, you can tell us how great it is. That'd be lovely. What do you want from the podcast in 2021? Can't promise we'll do it. Yeah. If it's anything too exciting or elaborate, we... Tell you what I'd quite like. What I would quite like... What? And maybe I need to just get on and do this. What? Is to try and get myself invited onto one of the Coronation Street um, Zoom press conference things. Well, we can actually do it now. We actually can. We're here. We're here at home. Yes. Um... And I mean, I'm not at home at all, all the time. I'm still going to go to school some of the time. But I would quite like to maybe get the links with official links to Coronation Street a little bit more. Because, we, you know, we've been doing this eight and a half years now. And, and maybe it would be lovely if... Um, it would be, wouldn't it? To get it in would. on the secrets. Yeah, but I don't want to be spoiled. Well, then I you just can want shut to... up because you want something that Not all that the time. Exist. I'd just like to, you know, maybe try and cement the channels. Why don't they invite me the to channels. their spoiler conference? Cement that's yeah, get get a bit more in there with with actual you know I don't the, know the, no. the, the behind the scenes I think, Coronation I Street think publicity. Ian McLeod's banned us. I don't know. I, I, I wonder whether you know We're blacklisted. I don't think we're blacklisted are, by I'm actual not. Coronation Street. No we're not because we but get I'm, we get Oh yeah, we, yeah, things. definitely, definitely we do we get We just yeah. don't get invited. We don't get invited to those things. And we got invited once. I think we said no. I wonder we what they it. actually think about us. I don't oh, know whether I, I want to know. I'm being a bit self-indulgent now. <laughs> okay, it's fine. best not to know. <laughs> maybe it is. 
Go give us an email at conversationstreet at gmail.com if you'd like to tell us anything about anything you want, really. And if you're lucky, you might actually get to hear it being read out on a future edition of Conversation voices. Street. Have a look at us on YouTube. It's great. Give us a subscribe there. Yeah. Um, like and subscribe. Instagram. Smash that like button. Our Instagram Retweet likes our have tweets. been going up loads because of um, Jack P. Shepard like our Instagram posting about the, the awards thing last week. So thank you very much, Jack. Comment and like. Um, we're on Twitter at Conversation and we almost got locked out of Twitter because Jeremy changed the password like yesterday and couldn't remember what you changed no, it to. Uh, well, similar to that. Um, what else are we on? Patreon, join up, Oh, please. yeah, join Patreon. You get exclusive content and you get, you know, secret things we're getting up to yeah. and you get merch if you get, if you do the high Yeah, end. like what's happening next week on the yeah. podcast. I've already written a post about what's happening next week on the podcast, so then way ahead. It's, it's, like, it it's like living in the future. It is. Um, and actually... This is the first time for a while we can say it looks pretty good yeah. in the future. Yeah. Facebook yeah. as well. Join We've our group. We've got a Facebook. It's lovely. But don't just join if you're going to troll it like those people did last weekend. That was just annoying. Well, they weren't trolling it. They were just promoting things that nobody cared about. Yeah, so they got banned. But if you want to actually come in and join the don't conversation about Coronation Street, it's yes. actually a lovely place to be. Oh, yes. They're all wonderful, aren't they? I love all yes. of our... Apart from that one person who knows that they are, they hate. <laughs> Me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, you. Right, we're going. Goodbye, everybody. Thank you for listening. <laughs> and we will see you next week. Don't forget the other podcast that's coming out the same day as well. Bye. But it's also by us. It is, it is. <laughs> the music for this episode came from podcastthemes.com.